The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by a very special guest, basically our third member of the team here, none other than Terry's boy. What's going on, Terry's boy? Not too much, Don. What's going on, everybody? Excited to talk about some new Japan. Oh, man, it's glad to chop it up with you. I hope you've been doing well during the pandemic and during the uh, cancellation of the New Japan. It was a long, like, four, three and a half months there that we had to endure. But they've come back with a bang, and I'm glad that you could sit in and uh, help us recap all the way up to the finals of the New Japan Cup and also talk about Dominion as well. Yeah, excited to talk about it. Glad New Japan is back. Got some throwing action, and uh, yeah, ready to get started. Cast a Strong Style is a part of the CSPN. You can catch us on the web at cspn.us. You can also subscribe to Cast a Strong Style two ways. You can search for Cast of Strong Style, or you can subscribe to the WrestleCast-the-CSPN. Just click on the uh, one that has the New Day holding the WrestleCast logo, and you'll be all set. All right, Terry's boy. So we're in the midst of the New Japan Cup. Me and Anwar, we talked about the first two nights. So we've got about five nights of action to review. We're not going to get too in-depth except for on a few matches here. So night three, we saw Sonata survive the ankle lock and then used a European clutch to defeat Taguchi. But in the match of all matches... Shingo Takagi versus Sho. Sho survived the Made in Japan and multiple pumping bombers. He eventually connected with his straight jacket pal driver and the shock arrow. And Sho, for the first time in his career, was victorious over Shingo Takagi. They do what they normally do. Four and a half, five star match. Yeah, this is one of those matches where it's like, man, they only had a crowd. But as it was, it, it was great and a pretty, pretty shocking finish because I did not think the show was going to beat Shingo quite yet. So when he hit that shock arrow, I was like, oh, okay, all right. But yeah, another another hard-hitting contest. These, these two bring out the best of each other. And no shows continually say it like, his goal is not just to beat Shingo. He wants to surpass him and do things Shingo hasn't done. So, yeah, this is another step in that rivalry. Some really good, hardened stuff. I, I would easily put this on par with, like, a, the Suzuki-Nagata match from earlier in the tournament. And, yeah, definitely one of those matches we'll, we'll talk about from this tournament. Well, there's no rest for the weary because they followed that matchup with Kota Abushi defeating Zack Sabre Jr. Um, see, Kota Abushi was getting his butt whooped, and then he uh, started appealing to Zack's ego by telling him to kick him in the legs, and it was a trap. 
because Zack Sabre Jr. caught Ibushi's leg and eventually began to work it over. We get some solid back and forth between the two, then Ibushi hit a big knee strike out of nowhere. Ibushi followed that up with a Kamagoye for the win. Until, yeah. until that leg strike thing happened, though, man, Zack Sabre Jr. was on his game. Yeah, but that, that's kind of been the story of these Zach Abushi matches is Zach is a better wrestler and obviously he can ground Abushi, wear him down, but Abushi has them knee strikes and kicks and I guess that that's kind of the fatal flaw of Zach's game, at least in New Japan is he he's great mat wrestling, he has great submissions, but he, he doesn't have that one killer blow that could just put you down. He maybe needs to develop something. I don't know what that would be for him based on his body type, but yeah, Abushi caught him in that trap, used his brain, used his uh, ingenuity, and got the win. Underrated part of young Kota Abushi's game is he, he's actually beyond that like crazy stuff and flips. He, he's actually a very intelligent wrestler. Very cerebral in this match against Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. Then the hits just kept coming because my man, Dangerous T, Taichi, defeated the ace, Tanahashi. Taichi nearly got the pin with the Gato Clutch following a low blow while Red Shoes had his back turned. Tanahashi survived the Axe Bomber and the last ride. Taichi then hit a back a backdrop driver. He followed that up with another Axe Bomber, a pair of big kicks, and the Black Mephisto gave Taiichi the clean one, two, three. Yeah, this was even more shocking than Shelvin Shinga. I was like, Taiichi beat Tanahashi, Queen. I mean, I get it. It furthers the storyline of the tag belts, but I thought if anybody from Dangerous T was winning. It was that, not Tai Chi, but yeah, big, big Mac Tai Chi we've been talking about on this podcast. And funny enough, the New Japan Cup last year where he had a great performance there too. So yeah, Tai Chi's been stepping up in big moments. He, he says he's ready to <laughs> take his spot and move on up the card. And it, it was kind of funny, the promos back and forth where he was kind of down and thought I'd be like, yeah. You fight for love. What's the good part about love? You just make the girls stupid and scream for you. That's basically worthless. <laughs> and, uh, he proved it right, uh, at least in this match. Uh, but, yeah, tell a good story. Like, kind of how she, like, usual, did his great selling. And I was rooting for him, but, yeah. Well, once Tai Chi hit that black and pissed, I'm like, oh, no, it's over, isn't it? And, <laughs> yep, he did not kick out, and Tai Chi advanced. We have um, a not-so-intriguing uh, card that followed that on night four. Uh, Bushi defeated Yo, uh, which I was kind of sad for. I was hoping that Yo would at least get one win here because, you know, the... Shawn Michaels, Marty Genetti comparison is just gets greater and greater every time um, show has a singles match. Yeah, I, I think 
I guess their feeling is because Bushi has his rivalry with Yo and Sho has his rivalry with Shingo. They they didn't want to have, I guess, both of them go over. They kind of wanted some intrigue going with at least one of them. So, but yeah, I was kind of like, man. My man, yo, had a new costume, man. It's just like he can't get away. I mean, I like Bushi, but you you know what you're going to get for Bushi. He's not going to go above a, a certain level at this point in his career. But, yeah, yeah I agree. That, that was a little, a little disappointing. Yoshihashi, he defeated Tenzan. Uh, this was actually a surprisingly hard-hitting match. Tenzan uh, looked pretty good in this one. I'll give him some props on that one. Yeah, I guess the time off helped because, yeah, this is, like, similar to Homeman's matches against Hiroma, although not quite as exciting. This, this is probably the best Tenzan has looked and moved in years, honestly. Like, yeah, this, this is surprisingly compelling. Like, there were even a couple moments where I thought Tenzan would win. I was like, he can't win because that would just make Yoshihashi look, like, even more of a geek, but... When he had that Anaconda Vice on him, I'm like, is Tuzak going with this <laughs> It definitely was some good near falls. They definitely got you pulled in and behind Tenzan uh, with that mm-hmm. effort. Uh, Goto defeated Yujiro. I mean, this is what Goto does. I mean, he is Mr. New Japan Cup. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he got probably as good a match you're going to get out of Yujiro at this stage of the game. So, yeah, another, another solid effort by Goto. Yujiro tried. And then the main event saw Evil defeat Kojima. Not much to see there. Yeah, just, just typical hard-hitting back-and-forth contest. Not a lot of lariats, a lot of power moves reflected. So that brings us to night five, which is the official start of the second round, where we have Taiji Ishimori. He defeated Kanamaru. Ishimori hits the bloody cross, and he got the pin, and that was the first time he'd ever beaten Kanamaru in his career. Yeah, surprisingly, they talked about it in their promos, like, yeah, even though it's the nine New Japan stories from their time in Noah, but yeah. Ishimori was, was definitely thinking about that, and Kanemaru was kind of gaming them up, like, yeah, you're, you're not on my level. And even after this match, Kanemaru was basically like, you got lucky. You're not better than me. In <laughs> uh, a Hoss match, Supreme, big match, Ishii defeated Makabe. Ishii hit a lariat at the end of a good exchange. Then he hit their vertical drop brain buster and Ishii was your winner. Yeah, another nice hard-hitting banger Ishii match. Uh, it was funny in the post-match promo because uh, if you saw the match, Ishii kind of just walked out after it was over. He was like, oh, uh, yeah. Makabe has nothing left. Give him the black trunks and the black shorts. Basically saying Makabe should be demoted to a young boy because <laughs> in the Ishii's mind, he pretty much took whatever fight was left in Makabe. I was like, damn. Okay, Ishii. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, that, like, yeah, you know, it was a typical short Ishii promo. It was, you can look it up on YouTube. It was probably like 15 seconds. But literally, that's what he said. He's like, he uh, put him back in the black trucks and the black boots. <laughs> He's got nothing left. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah. harsh. Yeah, it is. Like, it was. <laughs> that's about that's almost as rough as uh, this line has been sticking with me for like the past two days when uh, MVP told Cedric Alexander that he is in the catering business that shit was hard <laughs> super hard mm-hmm. next up a classic of a different sort Huromu defeated Yano now, if you were a fan, was that the G1, Kenny Omega and Yano from a couple of years yeah. ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenny's last G1. If you were a fan of that match, then you definitely liked this match. Um, <laughs> Yanu has all the tricks of the trade. He brings out the duct tape. Duct tape Suji and Hiromu together. Uh, they ended up taping Yano's eyes shut. They throw him into an elevator, send him down to the first floor, and then these two guys hop like a three-legged race to get back to the ring at the count of 18, and they secure the win by count out. Yeah, but very creative match. Uh, that That's, I think, Probably one of the strongest Suzuki Yano is. I don't know if he's putting together his matches or ghetto or what, but whoever lays out his matches, they always bring something new. And yeah, they're using the elevator and the Roma using kind of environment to his advantage was a very nice touch. And of course, they brought up the history where, in case you guys didn't know about the whole thing with Yano and the Clippers, when Hiroma was a young boy. He had a match against Yano, and after the match, Yano shaved his head. So that's why he's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so I, I like the payoff of storylines. That, that's one of the rewarding things about New Japan is they remember that stuff, and they don't punish you for remembering it, too. They bring it back up and integrate into the story. And uh, I think we might have a little bromance going on with Suji and Romu because after the match, he basically had Suji deliver his promo to while he whispered what he wanted him to say in his ear. So that, that was a little <laughs> A little uh, John Moxley and Shooter action here going on? Yeah, I, I possibly because, yeah, they seem pretty charming. <laughs> uh, do you know where Shota went for his excursion or did that get kind of – had to take yeah, a back seat. He He's in the UK. Okay. And then the Hikaleo, the Tongan, yeah. the other Tongan yeah. brother. Yep, yeah. yep. So, yep, if you guys are looking, obviously they're not right right now, but yeah, if you guys are wondering what happened to shoot, Shooter, he's over in England right now, so. Good luck to him. Can't wait for him to come back mm-hmm. and be a full-fledged, you know, member of the roster, not a young boy. Future is very bright for that young man. Yes, indeed. Uh, Future is very bright for this young man, too. Uh, Akata, he defeated Yuji Nagata. 
Uh, he's been winning matches with the Cobra Clutch. Okada has, and this was no different as he submitted Yuji Nagata. They're pretty good match and a nice little battle of generations and Okada show like kind of a hat tip at the end because in the build up to this match he was calling Nagata old geezer like yeah you you too old after the match he was like okay you know I respect you as an elder you you gave a good effort but I I won out in the end and I'm looking towards uh, winning the tournament like this probably wasn't as good as I think. The only other match they had was like in the G1 and the Goddess Lost G1 like a few years ago. It wasn't quite as good as that match, but yeah, like I said, pretty solid match. Like nice back and forth. Some uh, nice high spots like Nagata hitting the exploder off the top rope. That that caught me off guard because Nagata usually doesn't do like high spots kind of like that. And especially after a match like he had with Suzuki, you would think. Well, maybe, you know, maybe Nagata might not have that much left in the tank, but no, another good effort by Blue Justice and Rainmaker pulled it out in a, a really solid match, one of, one of the highlights. Right, right. So night six, we move to the quarterfinals where we see Yoshihashi defeat Bushi in a hard-fought match for Yoshihashi. Had to fight from underneath, but he eventually got the win over Ibushi. So Yoshihashi trying to redeem himself after a less than stellar 2019. Yeah, at the very least, he's got that tape on his shoulder. So I guess he's feeling better. So that's always good. In what was a match that I thought had a high potential to be a banger, and delivered, especially on the strength of show, Sonata defeated show um, after several attempts of trying to get that skull in locked in and show figuring out creative ways to get out of it or reverse it. Sonata finally got it dropped down, cinched the hooks in, and show had to tap out. But I'll give a lot of props to show. He did not let Sonata coast in this match. We know that. On this podcast, we have a love-hate relationship with Sonata. And if you allow him to coast through a match, he will. But Sho didn't allow him to do that. He kept pushing him and uh, gave us a great Sonata showing. Yeah, I think the Shingo win gave him a lot of confidence where Sho was like, I can not only compete in this tournament, but I can try to win and, you know, Part of that young line train is a lot of mat wrestling, and that, that was kind of really the only advantage Sonata had in this match. It was hype because shows a, a really good wrestler. Like I know he likes to go to his power game, but don't don't sleep on shows technical wrestling people. And yeah, he he really worked over Sonata's arm and like really made him like fight. Like I'm not gonna lay down for you, like you said. If you want this win, you're gonna have to earn it tonight. Sonata raised his efforts and uh, did. Like, yeah, like I said, nothing too crazy in terms of high spots, but just, just good, crisp wrestling and just a well-executed match. My man Taichi, he continues his role with a little help from Zack Sabre Jr. on the outside. He got the win over Kota Ibushi. Uh, I really liked how 
uh, Zack Sabre Jr. comes up with Taichi, and then uh, Tanahashi is right there with Kota Ibushi, like, oh, nah, player, we, we see what you're trying to do. So just about at every turn uh, when Zack was trying to interfere, uh, Tanahashi was there, except for the last time, because Zack got to jump on him and uh, helped Taichi a little bit with the distraction of Kota, but uh, Taichi got the win, and he advances into the semifinals. Yeah, um, good good match. Uh, I guess an interesting note is, uh, yeah, like, Taichi is going kick for kick with Ibushi. Like, Taichi is kind of one of those few guys in New Japan who come down to trading kicks with Kota. He can, he can actually go blow for blow. And then, yeah, obviously, he went into his bag of tricks too, but and uh, also further the story because it, it seems like the, 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 the story they're kind of telling is like, yeah, he, he's the ace in our hearts, but Tanahashi, the, the wear and tear is kind of catching up to him. He's, he's looking a little bit like the, the weak link of his team. Ibushi can only protect him so much. So, yeah, like the, another strong effort by Taichi, and he, he continued to advance, and we got continue advancement of storyline so gotta love it two birds one stone so far during uh, six nights of this tournament they have made me want to see that tag team title match so Mm -hmm. much i mean i already wanted to see it before the stoppage happened with the pandemic but now i really want to see it and at the same time they've elevated Taichi up to such a level where now people look at him and they don't side eye like oh what's he doing in the ring with Tanahashi and Ibushi he's not on their level now he's gotten enough wins enough singles wins that people are starting to not look at it as something strange anymore yeah good for Taichi yeah I mean like last year's uh New Japan Cup. I think what it was is I figured out like Taichi, not a wrestler. He doesn't care about the, if the fans like him. He doesn't care about money. His whole thing is do not disrespect him. If you think you're better than him, he will go after you with a vengeance. And yeah, clearly he has his sights set hard on Tana and Ibushi. And yeah, I'm, like I said, it, it feels so good to actually be excited about a tag team feud in New Japan. It seems like it's been like years, like literally. If we're not talking about the juniors, like I, I can't think of the last feud in heavyweight tag wrestling in New Japan I really, really care about. Oh, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, um, let me see. It would probably have to be the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Golden, <laughs> the Golden Aces is what I call them. Yeah. And before that, you probably have to go back to what, like when Gallows and Anderson were there and they had that feud with Goto and Shibata. Show you how long ago that was. Right. Shibata was still wrestling, but yeah. And then uh, our main event for Night Six saw Evil defeat Goto. So Evil continues the path of destruction that he's been on. He's been on a huge-ass winning streak uh, since the end of last year, really, in the singles matches. Yeah, he he said in last year's G1 he kind of wants to 
break through that glass ceiling. He, he kind of wants to break that pattern where people are like, okay, Naito's the faction leader. Everybody is beneath him. He's kind of like, no, I, like, Naito's my brother, but we're all our own men, LIJ. I, like, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to dominate. I'm, I don't call myself the king of darkness for nothing. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm liking his fire. Now that moves us to the final eight, night seven, where Hiromu pinned Ishii with the time bomb. Uh, this was your first match, ladies and gentlemen. This could have been the main event in my estimation, but uh, Hiromu giving up all kinds of weight advantages and strength advantages. Um, had to freaking fight his ass off, but he got it. And he pinned big match Ishii. So good, good, good stuff there. Yeah, like a, a lot of quick sequences. Like people kind of forget because he's so short and stocky. But for a guy his size, Ishii is very quick on his feet. So yeah, him and Hiromu jail very well. Like it, it really, really built. Like Karomu early on was trying to strike with Ishii. He was getting bullied back, but he, he just kept fighting and like how can you not like like how can you not love her own people like he gives us all every match he seems like a cool dude to hang out with and yeah another great effort from Ishii and Hiromu as well they're, they're kind of in my opinion two of the MVPs of this tournament they, they've had some really strong performances and uh yeah great stuff I, I would say one of the best three matches of the tournament if you haven't watched this match, definitely, I would say this. Probably Suzuki, Nagata, and Sho and Shingo. I would say if, they, if, you, if you didn't watch the whole tournament, you just kind of want to watch your way through. Those were three matches, I would say. Definitely go out of your way and watch them. They were all awesome. Evil defeated Yoshihashi via referee stoppage. So, in the match... Uh, that Yoshihashi had against Bushi. It looked like he might have tore his knee up because he slipped a little bit on a move and he was limping and favoring his knee. So um, he had to turn around the next night and fight Evil. And of course, Evil, before the bell, attacks the knee. Uh, the match officially starts. He puts him right into like a leg submission and uh Yoshihashi's fighting gamely he doesn't give up the ref is just like nah player I ain't gonna let you continue to go and uh evil advanced yeah a surprisingly short match I assume like you said because of Yoshihashi's injuries we found out later but yeah that that sharpshooter he would put on Yoshihashi whoo that that was brutal that was rough so yeah Ruff definitely made the right decision, and uh, yeah, Evil advanced. Nothing much to say other than that, other than Evil is a savage. Yeah, man, Evil's really trying to uh, to take this thing by the horns and and separate himself from the rest of Lij uh, through this tournament, and so far, so good for him. Mm-hmm. Okada. He applied the Cobra Clutch, and he submitted Taji Ishimori to advance. And um, this was kind of a slow match a little bit. 
But yeah. once they kind of got into the middle, it kind of picked up. But in the beginning, I was expecting a little bit, maybe more action, and I really didn't get that. So it, it kind of took me a minute to get into it. But once they got it rolling good, I, I think it's just Okada's been the champion for long for so long. He's like Ric Flair. He needs like 25 minutes just to get the match going for himself. And so anything in these short windows, these 20 minutes matches or these, you know, 30 minute time limits, he just don't have enough, you know, time to get himself going. It takes him a little bit to get into the floor of the matches. Yeah, and then also they had to set up the interference because Okada has been built up and so unbeatable. Like, we know Ishimura is a super talented wrestler, and in theory, he should be able to, like, get something in Okada, but the way they're booked, like, nah, Okada has to get weared down a little bit first. But, yeah, I, I want you especially considering these are both, like, former Ultimo Dragon students like you you would think like you know hey this is a match where Okada can kind of just use his lucha and kind of just have a fun match but yeah like it, it seemed like right when it was getting going it, it ended but yeah it's a good match and then Sonata he ends the run of my man Dangerous T he pins Taichi hit the big moonsault and uh, got the win, stopped the run for Taichi in the tournament. Um, uh, this was a—I was very impressed with Taichi in this match. I, I, Sonata just uh. Still there? Hello, there. Yeah, yeah. You still here? I hear you. Hello, hello. But yeah, I'm, I'm just—I'm just not impressed with Sonata as much as I should be in these wins, man. Yeah, I think he maybe has a little too much uh, all Japan in him because, like, I don't know if people know, but Sonata's not a New Japan guy. He, he's kind of like Naito where he was trained by the great Muda. He was supposed to be the ace of all Japan like a decade ago. It didn't work out. So he ended up in New Japan after being freelance for a while. Yeah, he just... It's hard to connect with him. It's just no emotion. Like, his, his fire is, is not there. And you need that in, in New Japan. Like, he, he like technically, he's great. But that emotion is a, a big part of New Japan, especially when you're in there against a guy like Tai Chi. Like, it's like, come on. <laughs> Give me something. But yeah, like it, it was a good match. But yeah, Sonata has left a, a bit to be desired. I honestly wouldn't have mind that had Tai Chi won this match, but I get it. They wanted kind of the tag partners and the further the whole Lij versus Lij and tease a possible Lij versus Lij final. But yeah, it's just. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen for Sonata. I don't know like what if he needs a personality transplant or because he's a great wrestler. He's don't connect with him. He's <laughs> he's too cool. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like there's some people who are like cool, and then you know what I'm saying the match starts, and then you know they fire up and they shoot their aggression, and you can connect with them and show that emotion. But he Sonata is just 
It's from the same way he walks out during the entrance is the same demeanor he has 15 minutes into the match. He's just so cool. Yeah, there's no ratcheting up of the emotion or effort. Like, yeah, like I said, maybe that's because, like I said, he came from a different style. He, he can't quite get out of that headspace, or he just, this is just how he is, but yeah. <laughs> he, he, and I get that's why him and Evil work as a tag team, because they're yin and yang, hot and cold, but yeah, as a, as a singles. I, I keep waiting <laughs> for not as good because I know it's there from a talent standpoint, but yeah, it's just he is what he is. He'll have good matches, sometimes great if he's in there with the right person, but it, it doesn't seem like that level up is happening the way it is for even with Sonata. Right. You know what? You know where Sonata is? Remember where Triple H was, uh, we'll say 97 through like 2002, where you can see the talent, you see the ability, but his matches just never always delivered. He had, like you said, to get him in there with the right opponents back then, Triple H would have good matches. But as soon as he had like a title and he had to like be the one to carry the matches, his matches never were that good, and they pulled the belts right back off of him really fast. That's where that's where I think Sonata's at. Well, but how's he gonna move up? Because Triple H eventually broke through because he's a great promo. Like Sonata really doesn't cut promos. I mean, his costume is cool, but. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. It it is very similar where, yeah, if he wasn't wrestling The Rock or Mick Foley, a Triple H main event, like, I I remember that WrestleMania 18 main event, which a lot of people don't remember was the main event because the match we remember is Rock Hogan. But, yeah, it's like, yeah, this this is just kind of flat. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that brings us to night eight, the final four. Tag team partners faced off against each other. And uh, there was no honor amongst thieves because evil took all the shortcuts, the low blows, the distraction of the ref, the chair spots. And he defeated his tag team partner, Sonata to advance to the finals of this year's New Japan Cup. Yeah, he kind of said in the build-up, he doesn't care about tag markers or faction mates. Uh, The pair plays nothing next. He's like, I'm going to win by any means. I don't care. I want to win this tournament. And yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting to see the implications for LIJ and Cause it's kind of like, I mean, I, I know you guys are all buddies in LIJ, but it kind of feels like, how, how can you go back to being he was fighting at this fanatic? <laughs> he beat shit out of you, so it, it's going to be interesting. Maybe maybe this is the moment Sonata finally snaps and shows some emotion like we were talking about just before, but yeah. Just, 
Absolute brutality by Evil. He he is determined to win this tournament. And then our final matchup of the final four saw Okada use the Cobra Clutch and get the win over Hiromu. Yeah, man, I I really, really wanted Hiromu to win. Like, I knew he wasn't going to win because it's Okada, but his whole story of like, yeah, we, me and Naito didn't get to have our match because of coronavirus, the anniversary show, so I'm, I'm going to win this tournament for the juniors and achieve my dream and finally have my match with Naito. It's like, yeah, you go, Hiromu. But, yeah, the Rainmaker is the Rainmaker. And pulled it out, but uh, yeah, you know, not nice back and forth action. Like Okada, definitely wasn't like no selling for him. Like they they had some nice back and forth, but yeah, the the power of the rainmaker a bit too much for the time bomb, and he he pulls it out. But uh, yeah, good effort by Hiromu in the tournament. Yeah, this was another, it wasn't technically a tap out. It was just Hiromu passed out and the ref stopped it. Um, So that sets up the finals of Okada versus Evil. And the winner's going to face Naito for both belts at Dominion. Yep. So Terry's boy, Okada versus Evil. Who you got? Man, this is tough. Because I feel like it's too early to do Okada Naito again. Unless you're going to change the belts, which I know would give Anwar like a heart attack. Because it kind of feels like the last time Naito was champion. Where, like, man, please don't do that to the LIJ fans, ghetto. But so I, I want to say evil just because, like I said, he's been on this hot streak. You know, he's going to pull out all the tricks. But I mean, I haven't gone through their whole history, but historically, Okada, he beats evil usually most of the time, right? But I mean, hey, maybe this is time for a change. I know Naito has definitely said he was rooting for a LIJ final, so. If you ask Naito, he wants to fight Evil. But uh, Okada in his post-match promo was basically like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking past this final. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't underestimate Evil. But as far in his mind, he basically saying like, yeah, I'm going to be double champ. You know, I don't care about the white belt. Like, this is inevitable. I'm the rainmaker. I'm the man who sits atop the New Japan throne. It can only be me, so... Keep watching, people. But, yeah, I'm going to go sentimental pick and pick evil, especially since, like, Okada hasn't had a bad term. Like you said, if Okada doesn't have 30 minutes, his matches can kind of sometimes be overwhelming, underwhelming based on his talent. So it was kind of, to me, like I said, feel like a real, like, wet blanket moment if Okada wins. Plus, it's, it's kind of boring booking-wise because it's like either Okada beats Naito, so it's like, why did you give Naito the belt ghetto? Or Naito beats Okada again, which I don't think really... That's not going to help Naito to me that much. He's already a star. It's not like he's a 
undercard guy. Like it's not like if uh, Will Osprey or Taichi beat Okada or if Zach finally beat Okada or Sonata beat Okada. So to me, one of the things they should be trying to do with Naito as champion is get some new challenges in there. We already had one at Kenta, so I may end up being wrong about this because Okada is Ghetto's golden goose, but I'm going I'm to go evil and hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you, too. I, I just like the look that evil has had in these matches. He has been no nonsense. He's... um been attacking people's weaknesses he's been taking unnecessary shortcuts he is just in it to win it and i don't see that mentality changing i see it maybe ratcheting up a little bit more just because of okada and his status well and we'll finally have a crowd albeit a a smaller crowd so yeah i think evil is going to be up and and ready so we'll see it's going to be interesting Yes, the finals of the New Japan Cup, which is going to be on Saturday, uh, is going to be the first time uh, since they have been back that the fans are going to be allowed uh, to watch the matches. I think they said it's going to be about 3,000 fans because I think Corrigan Hall holds just under 9,000, so they're going to be like a third uh, capacity. So it's going to be interesting to see how like 1,000 people look in a venue that big spaced all out. I mean, they, they can rearrange the seats, I'm sure. And I'm sure the fans will be passionate and excited. So uh, I, I, I think it'll work out well. And, and it's a big match. So I, I think I think, think especially the LIJ crew might, might be out in full force for that match, rooting on the boy even so. Yeah, hopefully, from a look standpoint, New Japan can do what they can from a production standpoint. But in terms of crowd reaction, I'm sure the Japanese crowd, even though they're quieter than us American fans, I'm sure they won't let New Japan down and they'll be excited and pumped to see wrestling again. Exactly. And then that leads us right into Sunday, which is going to be Dominion. Um so there which is usually a big, 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 big show that standalone that's kinda outside of the New Japan Cup by a couple of weeks, but because of the pandemic and everything, they've kinda had to squeeze everything together. So we're gonna get three title matches on that Dominion card. Like I said, Naito is gonna defend both titles against the winner of the New Japan Cup. Shingo defends his never open weight championship against Sho. And our tag team title match, the Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. challenge the Golden Aces, Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi for those heavyweight tag team titles. Uh, I was looking for a list of the undercard as well, but I don't think they've announced that yet. I think New Japan has been doing that thing where they kind of wait till like the day before here lately to announce like the full cards. But those title matches have been set and uh, they're ready to go. Yeah, it should be a car. You know, Dominion is usually one of the, the bigger shows for New Japan. And uh, yeah, those, those three title matches have been well built up. They're strong considering everything that's been going on. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, you think there's going to be any uh, any title changes in those two lower title matches, uh, Shingo and the Show, or uh, Dangerous Techers, Golden Aces? Think title change is imminent? Um, I think I think they're going to wait for Show beating Shingo again because I, I I think they still want to do some more with Shingo as the double never champ plus. Show has already said he, he hopes to have a best of super juniors and wants to go after that junior title. That's one of the things he said. He doesn't just want to beat Shingo. He wants to surpass him. And he noted, like, yeah, that, that's one of the things Shingo didn't do, even though he went undefeated in his block last year. He didn't win the best of the super juniors, and he didn't win that junior title. So, I and, I mean, with them both being this tournament, if, if you want another challenger for Romu, you can, you can do way worse than show. So, I, I think show is going to be a little bit. But uh, I can see the Dangerous Tackers, honestly, winning the tag belts. Like, I, I love the Golden Aces. I, I like Tana and Ibushi together. They're whole kind of like father-son dynamic. But they, they've been really so hard that, yeah, Tana Hachi, is a is a vulnerable spot and a weak spot for that team and Zach and Tai Chi sing like a, a single union. They're they're talking about going out for drinks and joking with each other in their promos. Like in their post match, there there was a moment where they would leave out their promo and Zach was like, Hey, Tai Chi, don't forget to sanitize and Tai Chi is like, Oh yeah, let me wash my hair. <laughs> Make sure we're safe and he's like social distance, so it, it Plus, it, it kind of feels like, because Bushi's no spring chicken, it kind of feels like after his two losses at the Dome, they kind of need to start building him up as a single, going after the double belt to get in. We know what kind of matches Naito and Bushi have, so assuming Naito retains against whoever wins the New Japan Cup, like I think Bushi would be a strong next challenger for him or whatever they decide to do, so yeah. I, I'm afraid. I think the the the, the reign of the Golden Aces is going to end, but I could be wrong. But I, I'm thinking that that's what's going to happen. Oh, there's one thing I forgot to talk about on the um, night eight, the uh, semifinal match. Uh, Master Watto, the the vignettes, he finally paid off. He made his in ring uh, debut. He comes down to cut a promo, and a uh, Doki attacked him. And so that's going to be one of the uh, standout matches on the New Japan Cup final is Master Wato versus Doki. Um, and that's going to be in the middle of a whole host of tag team matches. Uh, Chaos versus Los and Gabinables. Uh The former Ishii, Yano, and Sho are going to take on Naito, Shingo, and Takahashi. Uh Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Yuji Nagata, and Taguchi are going to face off against Suzuki Gun and the former Taishi, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, and El Desperado. Uh, we're going to have Sonata and Bushi face off against uh, Yujiro and Taji Ishimori. Uh, Tenkozi, uh, Kojima, and Tenzan, they're going to face Goto and Gabriel Kidd. And Great Heel Bash. Hamna and Makabe are going to face Yurimura and Suji. So those are all the matches for the New Japan Cup final. Uh, I know you've been checking out the Young Lions thing. Um, I forgot what they call that now. They changed it. 
Um, Lions Gate Collision. Yeah, there you go. Lions Gate Collision. So, kind of give me some, uh, give me a little bit of four one one on on the young lions. I haven't been peeping that as closely as I need to be. Um. Well, they announced as part of the show. He did an interview with Kevin Kelly for about five minutes. Uh, Kyle Frederick is no longer a young lion. He's skipping his excursion. He's a Officially a part of New Japan roster, so he had some uh, new gear, which looked pretty nice, kind of like Tatanka, because uh, apparently Carl Frederick is of Native American descent, so he kind of had the tassels and all that going. Uh, yeah, he, he had a tag match. It was him and TJP, TJ Perkins from WWE. People might remember him against Rocky and uh, Jeff Cobb, and they. They seem to be setting up a rivalry between Kyle Fredericks and Jeff Cobb because they, they had a lot of interactions in the match and a lot of stiff shots back and forth. And in the post-match, they even got into a little bit of a brawl, which Rocky and TJP broke up. So, uh, yeah, look forward to those L.A. Dojo guys and uh, what, what they'll be doing soon. And then... It was only a two-match show. The other, only other show was uh, Alex Coughlin against Clark Connor, the other L.A. Dojo Young Lions. And they went to a time limit draw, you know, typical Young Lions match, very hard-hitting, very stiff, a lot of good grappling. And uh, pretty much they both said, like, yeah, I don't want to be – Connor's like, I don't want to be the last guy from this class to move up and – Coglin said the same thing, so it's going to be interesting now that Fredericks has moved up. Like, who's going to be the last man standing between Coglin and Connors and in terms of the L.A. Dojo guys? So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Pretty short show. It's only about 40 minutes, so if you want to check it out, like the main event, that tag match with Cobb and Fredericks against Ballard was, was some good stuff, so... Yeah, the, the L.A. Dojo guys have definitely not been uh, wasting their time while we've been in this pandemic. They, they've been working just as hard as the Japanese guys like Suji and Yamura and Gabriel Kidd, who is an L.A. Dojo guy, but is in Japan right now. So, uh, yeah, look, look forward to it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the, the development. That's one of the great things about New Japan is – you get to see these guys, see their development, then they go away from a little, for a little while, then they come back, and it's like, boom, man. keep the young talent going. Keep building the stuff. Yeah, man. It worked for Jay White. Um, he came back, and he became one of the biggest stars uh, in, you know, the company off of yeah. his excursion. So definitely works. They got a proven system with what they do. Um, with all the where they have about two hundred matches before their excursion, yeah, some something like that. It, it's a lot for young wrestlers. Yeah, they have a ton of matches, and then uh, once they send them out, they send them to various points of the wrestling universe. Uh, some people get sent to America, some people get sent to Mexico, some people get sent to UK. Just kind of depends on you know where the alliance is. Uh, at the point at that time, but uh, definitely a lot of fun to see those guys come back as seasoned veteran 
wrestlers and they don't have to wear the black tights anymore and they can show off all their cool moves. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's worked out thus far that the most recent people being Jay White and even Sean Yo as the Temporal Boys went all over with a bunch of Indies in Mexico, the UK went all over and we know how good they are as individuals and as a tag team. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So at this point, Mr. Terry's boy, I'm going to turn it over to you so you can give some shout-outs and thank you, sir. All right, uh, yeah, shout-out to you, Don. Uh, shout-out to Anwar. Hopefully we can at some point get all three of us together on the same show. Uh, yeah, shout-out to, you know, Rossicast fan, Cast of Strong Style wrestlers, you know, join this color commentary on New Japan and uh, yeah just thank you guys for listening looking forward to this weekend gonna be some good stuff a lot of good wrestling this week I'd like to give a big shout out to Anwar Starwin as well give a shout out to Jupiter Julep, Madame Lizette and what's sleep though hello ladies how are y'all doing give a shout out to all the New Japan wrestling folks everybody who's going to listen to this podcast hopefully you guys check out some of the matches that we highlighted also don't forget about the Patreon page we can uh, get you onto the dark match over there on the Patreon page if you if you become a patron at patreon.com forward slash CSPN media, you can hear me and Miss Simi talk about AEW Dynamite. You can also hear the before and after conversations of all the podcasts here that uh, are part of the WrestleCast Network. So please become a patron. Tune in to that extra content is definitely worth your three or five dollars a month for that content. Uh, again, use the hashtag cast a strong style when you guys live tweet New Japan events Saturday and Sunday this week. New Japan Cup followed by Dominion. They've taken another long break in between um, the last night of the uh, semifinals and the finals. So everybody should be good and rested. Give the fans a chance to kind of reset and uh, it'll be you know, everybody will be, you know, at their maximum abilities, hopefully, uh, this weekend when they roll those two events out. Should be a lot of fun. Dominion with the card still kind of being up in the air. Uh, definitely could have a lot of surprises in it as well. So I'm looking forward to that. That's usually when uh, we get one of our American brethrens uh, yeah. come up and show up and do something that we don't uh, that we don't expect. This has usually been the spot where Chris Jericho kind of starts his push for the Tokyo Dome is around here. So we'll see if uh, he has something for us this year or not. Or maybe John Moxley, because you know he is still the United States champion and all. Yep. So maybe we'll get a video from him or something, because you know, they got to do something with this belt. <laughs> well, I mean, well, before the pandemic happened, they were setting up him and Zach, where Zach attacked him after the Suzuki match, but then the pandemic happened. So right. I don't know if they're going to act to that, especially if Zach and Taichi win the tag belts, or are they going to pivot? Like, is Juice going to maybe come back, or maybe Finley? Because I know Finley kind of teased that he kind of wanted to get revenge for Juice and go after Moxley. So maybe they could do David Finley against Moxley. I, I would be interested in that match. That would be something different. So, yep. So. Yeah. 
certainly interesting. Yeah, so be on the lookout for uh, for something uh, from Dominion uh, this week. Uh, it's definitely going to be uh, something full of surprises. Somebody's going to show up that we don't expect. It usually does uh, when it comes to this show. And so for my guest on this show, Mr. Terry's Boy, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and thank you for listening to Cast of Strong Style. Cast of Strong Style.